everyone, and welcome to The Right Track. Today I have a really fun guest on the show who's also a friend of mine, <laughs> Ayla Kell. She is best known for Make It or Break It, and she was just in a very cool new movie called Terrorize. It's going to be, I guess, premiered at the Hollywood Horror Fest, is it? Yeah. This year. And so um, maybe you don't know this about her, but she's also a musician, and I'm going to definitely dive into that and ask her some questions about what she's up to these days and musically acting and everything. So, um, Ayla, what's up? Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> and it, I was just commenting, it's fun because we are actually friends, and so it's cool to be able to sit down and talk to you so formally. Yes. So I'm excited. I know. She's like, well, you already know what's going on with me. This is going to be redundant. <laughs> so we actually just did a blues jam. Yeah. Um, we were singing for this band, um, so we've been in a in the car yeah. for 30 minutes both ways. We've been... And- We've had a car ride and a lunch and then a whole jam session. But yes, yeah. what's up with me? I know. Um, <laughs> no. um, what's up with me is it's been really busy for me right now. I had a movie come kind of out, not all the way out. And then we won some awards for that for, you know, for a couple different horror festivals and for Best New Feature. And then I have another one coming up in a couple of months. I actually sing in both of those movies. And in one of them, I even play piano in it. So... Awesome. I actually am doing music for multiple different projects right now, which I know mm-hmm. fits the bill of the right track so perfectly. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So tell me a bit about Terrorize and what your role was in it. And I want to hear about the song. Yeah. Too. So I played, my character name was Lisa for that one. And the other person that was in that was uh, Riker Lynch, who is a bassist. He played with uh, R5 and now he's on his own doing Riker and the Beachcombers. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, So he's also a a super talented musician. And I was really excited when I saw that there was a scene in the movie um, where we go to a karaoke bar. And I know, I know. (laughs) And of course, during one of the like music rehearsals, they were like, are you comfortable with karaoke? And I was like, no, Hold my beer. I was like, no, I've never done that. <laughs> no, it fit perfectly. And one of the songs I did was House of the Rising Sun. Perfect. Which is, she knows, I yeah. think that's like one of my go-to songs. You have songs. Like an amazing ver- like, what a rendition yeah. of that song. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And then the other one was a song called uh, Joey by Concrete Blonde. I don't know if you've ever heard that mm-hmm. song. You would crush it. You should... Check it out separately. After you, yeah, yeah, yeah check, check it, it out, out after. Yeah. But it is such a perfect song for you. And then we had a few different ones that were written just for the movie that were mm-hmm. like singing in the car and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, essentially, what happens in the whole film is it's all shot as found footage, mm-hmm. and me and my boyfriend and my best friend are heading to a music festival when essentially we get stuck down in the desert. So it is very hectic, but I got to sing, so that was cool. (laughs) Um, But it it really is, it's a different kind of a film. And um, one of the questions I get the most about it is about the way that we shot it. Because it is all found footage. So it's all either, because everybody has their phones. Yeah. You know. So it's a lot of shooting, looking like it's from phones, looking like it's from our cameras, looking like it's security footage. Mm. So it was a really challenging shoot because it's not like, you know, hit your mark, say your line, do your thing. It was a very different filming experience. So I get a lot of questions about that. And then just to completely nerd out because I am a film nerd, the colorist colored each 
of the cameras differently so they all had a different look mm-hmm. which i think is such a small intricacy of this film but it was cool getting to work with Riker and um and be around other music people and have that it was so fun to be able to walk over and be like how did that sound and he was like that was good i was like okay i actually feel like it was good now thank you <laughs> i needed that so are you actually filming like selfie videos of yours? Like some of it, part of it, some of it is shot as selfie videos. Yeah. And so there are little, um, Easter eggs through it uh-huh. when we're shooting ourselves and we're not supposed to be able to have noticed what was behind us. Of course. Yeah. You know, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. But there's a couple of those, but, um, a lot of it is like, like you do taking stories of your friends like at a pool and it's just that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. all strung together to make a movie so the way that they organized it I feel really grateful I'm not gonna say I feel really bad I feel really grateful for our editors because they did an amazing job and like what a cool concept it is yeah, such a cool that concept. Works for now. Yeah, everyone's yeah. so used to watching stories and totally. everything like that. And so we even used Delaney Bishop, who was the writer and director of that, even used, and I thought this was so smart because it wasn't a thing then yet. Mm-hmm. He even created a whole idea of a face filter that would be like a like a Halloween mask almost oh. that appeared digitally. Yeah. And so he created that. Or the movie where it like glitches out on a couple of these characters as they're attacking people and like doing all of this like stuff oh as gosh. their like anonymous mask that they're hiding behind. But now we just accept filters as something that make us all look really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but he used it as something I thought really cool. Yeah. So that was another part of what pulled me into doing this project. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was such a unique idea. That's so. awesome. That's that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, you have a new band or or your duo now as well. So I wanted to know what that project was and if you wouldn't mind telling me a bit about it and what kind of, you know, where we can find your songs and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the new band is called And Again and it is with um, Jesse Bouvier who is himself a film composer and wanted to do something a little bit more, not current, but, you know, a lot of film composition music is orchestral. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to do something more modern and more bluesy and really kind of dark grungy kind of sounding mm-hmm. um which my voice definitely lends well to um we are in the process of putting out the full album right now which is really exciting awesome. and it is a whole heck of a lot of work i mean right of course god so six are fully written ready to rock and roll and six have lyrics to go, um, and then those will be coming out too. But I'm playing bass, and mm-hmm. he's playing guitar. It's just the two of us, really. But he has done such an amazing job. I know you know this feeling. When you work with somebody who's just so smart at music, mm-hmm. it is just amazing to watch them work. Yeah. It yeah. really is. I feel like a little... Ideas they come up yeah. with. You're like, how did you... How <laughs> did those pieces connect yeah, in your head and go, inspired. oh, it should sound uh-huh. like this. Let me push mm-hmm. all these buttons and make it sound like, yeah. it blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. And we actually got to record something in the, during stay at home mm-hmm. for Terrorize. We lost mm-hmm. the rights to one of our songs. And so they sent us over some stuff and said, can you guys just like write something and record it and we'll put it in. And so hilariously, I got way more excited. I'm in the whole movie. 
I got way more excited when I saw his name up on the screen than I did me being in the entire film. I was like, fuck, that's you. And he was like, you know, your face is literally the whole movie. I was like, yeah, but that's you. So I got all excited about that. So we actually wrote something that ended up being in that and is available on Spotify. So what's what's the name of it? Um, That one ended up being we went through like four different renditions of what it was going to end up being called. But that one was man, what did we end up calling it? Oh, I think we went with That's You because we had to, it was covering a right, you know, where it's just close enough to not be an infringement of somebody's rights mm-hmm. musically mm-hmm. because it, it was already cut together and timed for it. Mm-hmm. So we just did a kind of a, you know, mocked version of it, but okay. it came together So like good. where where can someone listen to it? It's on Spotify. The whole album, the whole uh, soundtrack for okay, Terrorize so is Terrorize on soundtrack, Spotify. Yeah. Um, yep. and then you guys also put out a music video. Yeah, I remember that. And that was pretty recent. Well, I, I say recent, but then again, There's my no concept, concept of time, of time I know. these days is like, I know. how long ago was Gone. that? <laughs> Yikes. Um, that was probably Maybe half a year, probably year? about seven months ago. Seven months ago. Yeah. yeah. For, um, there is a time is mm-hmm. that song. And it was originally. So at the beginning of stay at home, we got really into watching, uh, the Andy Griffith show. Mm. And we watched, like, so much Andy Griffith. But (laughs) that song we originally picked up, because it's a cover, that one we originally picked up from an episode of Andy Griffith. The Darlings. inspired and you were like, okay. The the Darlings do this song, There Is a Time, Mm -hmm. and it has a very haunting kind of a sound to it. And Jess just did his thing and Uh picked it up and went, we can make this sound really cool. And so we did. And it was all recorded in our closet. Wow, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it turned out really nice. Yeah, and then we just, like, wandered around. Yeah, the concept of the video, what what was that? So so the concept of the video was um, the rising of day and the dropping of day. Mm -hmm. And so the whole idea of it is, the song is, Mm -hmm. there is a time um, of love and laughter. There is a time. So it really is speaking to moments in someone's life. And how the idea of happiness being far away. Mm. So we we kind of tried to make it feel like like you were constantly waiting for something to happen. Mm -hmm. Like you're waiting on happiness. And what a, you know, all of us have had to put off so many things. The idea of happiness being down there and it'll come at some point felt very real and very true for us. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people, because a lot of people have really connected with it. So mm-hmm. that felt good. Plus, it's just a cool song. Yeah. We play yeah. it. We still play it, like, at home a lot. Like, just the two of us, like, sitting. That's cool. Yeah. It's a yeah. Nice you one. guys will do a show someday, right? I'd like to see that. Yeah. We want to do a show with, like, some beautiful woman. No. <laughs> Me? Yes. Yeah. So we yes. want to let's get on the We want to line something and, up yeah. so it can be the yeah. two of us together. That could happen in the next couple months. Yeah. We could just line yeah. something up. Play, I'm excited. Play a gig in Hollywood and I'm excited. And, uh, yeah. yeah that would be, cool. be so fun. I'm sure she will keep you updated and apprised of all upcoming oh, yeah, shows and events. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your background in music. So first of all, we all know that you had like a really big run on that show. Mm-hmm. Make you it call or break it, it. Miobi. Miobi. I call the, it Miobi. acronym or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot easier than make it or break it when you're having to say that right. a lot. Which you were a gymnast on the show. Yeah. And you were actually a gymnast in real life. Yeah. But did you do any music on the show? Um, There was only one time that we ever sang on the show and it was 
not like you know it wasn't like, a like happy birthday it wasn't like I would consider to be okay singing yeah um but all through the time that I was on the show I was still doing Friday night jams mm-hmm. like every week pretty much so at no point did I ever stop doing music okay it just became more of a for fun uh-huh. and less of a focus you know and um it's not like I would ever stop doing music my I grew up with my dad being a drummer and mm-hmm. he's a musician and so it was always prevalent in my life to have music around. Yeah. Um my mom is not musical. We don't let her hold a tambourine. But but she really loves it. She's a dancer. That's <laughs> She can't even know. No. Not she gets to dance. It. She she Aww. she's a great dancer. Okay. So we let her dance. But mm-hmm. um but she's always had music on in the house mm-hmm. and I mean I grew up with the Rolling Stones just blasting mm-hmm. all day every single day. Yeah. So she's a huge music fan. Huge music fan. Yeah. Um and then obviously my dad is a, is a musician and so they were really insistent that I learn piano first. Yeah. And so of course I learned piano first. I think everybody How old were you? kind of does. Oh, probably uh, probably Five or six when I first got into piano. Okay. And I had already done L.A. Opera Mm -hmm. um, when I was four. So I already had had some experience doing music stuff and being around that kind of music and the power of people singing, especially when you're doing... Because I did um, L.A. Opera with Placido Domingo and... um, I don't know what that is. Can you tell me what that is? Oh, Placido Domingo is like... I know who that is. Oh, okay. But who... What is L.A. Opera? What is So L.A. Opera is the... It's it's Los Angeles's only opera house, really. Okay. It's in downtown. Is it a program for kids or No, it's it's like a full it's the opera house. And they hire young kids Mm -hmm. for playing kids in the opera. Oh So I played a kid in the opera. Oh, got it. Okay. Got you. So I I did the first one that I did was Madame Butterfly, um, and that's the one that I did with Placido. And I was standing next to, you know, somebody who is obviously a massively, there's no microphones. They're massively powerful singers. And I think that I got so intrigued and inspired by that, Mm -hmm. that I have never stopped trying to sing really loud. I think that's the one problem for me is that I'm constantly like, so you want me to be really loud? Cool. Got it. Yeah. Um, But I think that that's when I started to really fall in love with the idea of singing. And then, of course, my parents made me take piano as every kid does. And then um, I booked a movie when I was really young playing accordion, Hmm. uh, playing young Barbara Mandrell. And I did not play accordion. They sent me to go to a lesson. I picked it up and won because I had already played piano and they went great, we're not even going to loop it. We'll just have your five-year-old play yeah. accordion in this movie. So I've music that? has gone alongside of everything I've done yeah. every single step of the way. So fast forward to Miobi and, you know, doing gymnastics stuff 24-7, which is just, mm-hmm. it's a lot of training. It's got to be demanding. It's, oh my God, yeah, it is. I can imagine. There is no time at the end of the day for like, I think I'm going to write some music today. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. So I was doing jams. I got really into playing bass and I also play violin, um, which I was playing more then than I am currently, mm-hmm. but I got really into bass and other yeah. more fun instruments, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just kept jamming and have yeah. kept on jamming until finally just said, do you want to start a band? And yeah. so here we are, we have officially made the move and now we're making music. 
So it's really exciting. That is, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's cool because, you know, you no matter what you're doing, even on a demanding show yeah. or whatever's going on in life, as, as long as I've known you, you've always had music as yeah. a thing. Because you've been to the family jams. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah. And they've been fun. It is fun. It is yeah. fun. It's, it's a really great way for everybody to be able to celebrate something they love to mm-hmm. do because you're not doing it for any monetary purposes. If I the jams, never, yeah, you're yeah. just there to have fun. But with music in general, if I never made any money on it, I would still absolutely 100% do it just because I love it. Uh-huh. Just because it's something that speaks to my soul and what I want to do, you yeah. know? And I'm sure for you, there are times where it's like, I just need to make music right now. I just need to do music stuff. Absolutely. Um, and so like, although, okay, let me, let me, let me rephrase this question. Like, so how would you, would you give someone advice? Like mm. if somebody wanted to do what you've done, right? Yeah. Like, um, acting, music, how would, would you give them advice to like how to break into to some of that? Yeah, sure. Um, I would say that with acting, and I, I preach this super hard mm-hmm. as much as I can, it's not about looking pretty. Yes, that's a factor, but it's not about looking pretty. It's about really honing your craft and work on your craft because if you don't love to do the work, you don't love acting because it's demanding yeah. as hell. you got to be in it. You are coaching acting these yeah, days. Yeah, I am. Which is, which is why even, even earlier at lunch, I yeah. was like, show me how to be sad. <laughs> and you had this like, really? <laughs> like, theoretical. It was a really long answer. And I was it's like, okay. whoa, whatever you did. But I mean, I did get it. I, I definitely yeah. understood that you were like, you're, you got to come from like a deeper place. You yeah. gotta, you were talking about, tell me, tell me like a bit about so, the coaching and how so you So kind of the way that I rock and roll is I, I have a mix of, uh, like a, like a Stella Adler, Stanislavski kind of style where I do a lot of action words and you're really defining. Action words. That's what, that's yeah. what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. Um, and all of my kids that I coach, if they're seeing this, they're like, yes, the words, mm-hmm. because I am such, I, I am so into this. Um, but figuring out what you really want and then using tactics to get it. So those tactics are your action words and they're your verbs that you're doing. So to do something. So right now I'm doing to teach. I'm doing to explain, I'm doing to reiterate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it really is making it as specific and authentic as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, so many people think, but I can cry on command. I can totally be an actor. Mm-hmm. And it's so different than that. It's super different than that. But the other thing is finding a way to build a, a community of people mm-hmm. and to build a level of getting out there and doing the networking and meeting the right people because you can do all the talent you or you can have all the talent you can do all the work but if you're not starting to put yourself out there and meeting the right people it's never going to go anywhere and that goes all the way down to getting the right agent and the right manager the right team you need all the right people okay that brings up that brings up another question mm-hmm. so now that we've you know dealt with the last couple years mm-hmm. auditions can be done self tape remotely. Remotely. Yeah. So, um, is it worth moving out of this area? Because how do you network online? I mean, is that a thing now? Or that's a great is question. It a, is it important? 
at least if you, like, if you've made a name for yourself, yeah. if you're Joe Rogan and you want to move to Texas, okay. Like, Go at on. that point, right? Texas but wants if you're, you, But if you're, um, you know, up and coming, like, is it, it's probably still important to be here, right? To take meetings in person and to I would say more, network. I think it's coming back around to being more important to be in town, mm-hmm. especially if you're up and coming, because a lot of times, because I obviously help a lot of people with self-tapes, because all mm-hmm. auditions right now are yeah. self-tapes. Um, and one of the main things that they put in there is, and where are you based? Because they're not going to run the risk, especially right now, of flying people, putting people up, doing all of this stuff if it is shooting in town. Um, so I would say that Los Why Angeles... Is a risk? Um, I think that there's a risk because... I think it's a two-factor thing. I think that they want to make sure that there isn't any sort of waiting time for you to be able to work right away. Mm. They don't want to wait for anybody to have to quarantine or do anything like that. But also they don't have to spend the money. There's so many actors in Los Angeles right now Mm -hmm. who are hungry, thirsty for it Mm -hmm. that they don't have to spend the money of fly somebody in. Yeah. If if it's a smaller break in kind of a role. Right. Once you hit a, a, a different level, it gets to being offer only and it gets to live wherever the heck you want, you know? Um, but I think that right now, especially for smaller roles, since they're trying to bring back movies of the week, which if they brought back movies of the week, it would be like every actor's dream because that just like quadruples the amount of work every week. Tell me about movies of the week. Oh, you don't remember this from, oh man, this was huge when we were in like high school. I don't um, remember. But there used to be like a movie of the week every week and it would be. On what network? Oh man, I'm trying to think now of what it was on. It was on like. Not CW, but it was something like CW. Hallmark. Um, Hallmark, yeah. It was on Hallmark, and they used to do it, like, every week. And now they just do it during Christmas. But that is a ton of work for actors. Oh. And I just like seeing more work for actors. It makes yeah. me so happy to see. But I would say that living in Los Angeles is still, obviously, the best place you can be to do mm-hmm. this type of work, mm-hmm. even though you can audition from anywhere. Yeah. And nothing is really, like, a lot of things aren't even shot here, though. So, you know, you see an ever-changing industry, obviously. And how do you stay, you know, on top of, like, all the changes and... Boy, it takes a lot of reading. Yeah. It's a lot of reading. It's it's a lot of making sure you're watching the trades, making sure that you're watching TV. I mean, that's a a big one, because even acting has trends Mm -hmm. and... You know, it's if you're not staying current on what's current, you have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because a, a couple of years ago, shows like, I mean, I'm trying to think of what's the one that Zendaya's on, um, Euphoria. Yeah. Um, a show like Euphoria never would have happened. Our Euphoria was what Degrassi. <laughs> like it's just those are totally different shows and if you didn't like know if you didn't watch and you did Degrassi style going in for Euphoria they're not gonna hire you yeah so I think also paying attention to what's current what kind of this is a big one I just actually just got into it with one of my kids about this this week if you go in for a single cam drama movie like it's a sitcom You've shot yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to the pacing. Pay attention to the energy of the show. And they give you that information on your sheet. They tell you all of the stuff you need to know. So basically, 
as always, pay attention to the details. I think that's yeah. huge in music is paying attention to the details because you know when somebody hasn't polished something. You can mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. when it's not quite finished, when it hasn't been done as well as it could have been. So pay attention to the details. And it is a lot of details to be an, an actor. Yeah. You you don't just show up and hit your mark and say your lines. Yeah. Counting yeah. to what 30 Rock would have you believe. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the music side, not enough people talk about this, but I know you'll, you'll know what I'm saying. It is important as a singer to play an instrument. Yeah. Right. A lot of singers, especially they come to me like, how can I be a good singer? I'm like, do you play an instrument? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're already behind. Or if they're like, yeah, I play the piano and guitar. I'm like, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, can you just explain how important it is and how much like I don't know, I guess richer the experiences and, and oh, totally. how much better your theory is when you play an instrument That's and the key. Also, also sing. The music theory, you have such a different understanding of placement. Yeah. You have such a different understanding of how things go together. Because if you're able to look at a piano and mentally go, okay, so if I sing it here and I wanted to make it kind of fancy and so I'm going to come up here and back down, if you have that sort of visual acuity and ear for it because as soon as you play an instrument you've added I mean thousands potentially of hours Mm -hmm. of playing an instrument so it just makes you that much more in tune (laughs) with music so that's horrible (laughs) Uh, but it just makes you so much more aware of the nuances of the music Mm -hmm. It makes you appreciate it differently. And every time you pick up a new instrument, every time you learn a new song, every time you, you know, venture into something new with your music, you listen to music differently. Yeah. And you, you hear it differently. Everything grows. Yes. Like your concept, yes. the, your ear, a lot of things. Yeah. 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 It completely changes it. Also, you're no longer reliant on somebody else. To play for you. To play for you. Mm-hmm. Or the... Or the karaoke version in the original key. Right. It's like you can transpose it to you whatever you want. You can do whatever. You, you have musical yeah. freedom mm-hmm. as soon as you pick up an instrument. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Because I have seen a lot of people where it's like, okay, I want to sing something. Who can play for me? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's such a poopy position to put yourself in. I don't like that I said poopy. Sorry. I said it more than that. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I made it worse. You I made it, it so much Would you worse. like to rephrase that? No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, how many instruments do you play? Name, name them. You play um, a bunch. Bass? Yeah. I play bass is my main one, yeah. I would say. I play piano. I'm a proficient guitarist, but not excellent. It wouldn't be my first choice if I'm given a choice. Mm-hmm. I do play accordion. I play violin. I play harmonica. Um, I play accordion. Did I say that? Um, I play, what else? I play a recorder like nobody's business. No. Oh, really? I, I, and I am working on banjo as the newest one I've picked up. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. It is cool. That's really it's cool. It's totally different. Yeah. Than everything else I play. Yeah, like half of it is back. It's nuts. I've never picked up a banjo. I'll don't bring think. it. I'll I don't think. bring it to you next time. But, but like, it is weird. Yeah. As you know, I just learned how to play ook. Yeah. Since not just, just, uh, gosh, I guess it started around November yeah. of like last year. So not that long and it's totally different, right? Yeah. The strings are totally different from a guitar, totally different. but it's kind of nice to be able to like get the calluses on my yeah. fingers with something so small and delicate yes. so that when I do play guitar, it's like, it's, oh, it's already there and yeah, my totally. fingers are stronger and, totally. and whatnot. And, and I feel like I play a lot of instruments. I, I really don't play a whole lot of winds. I, I'll play harmonica, yeah. but I don't play a whole lot of winds, but yeah. Jess plays like 
mandolin and saxophone. Oh, and really? Ooh, he I, could come to the blues jam. Yeah, he would be great at that. <laughs> but I mean, I don't. I've never seen him pick up an instrument and look uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which is also annoying. <laughs> because like I work hard mm-hmm. at like learning stuff, and he's like, "Oh, you want to do this?" <sighs> Nerd. But he is. I mean, he is a full composer, and right. that's a whole different yeah. type of knowledge. So I yeah. guess my next thing that I'd say with music is working with the right people. Mm-hmm. Yes, play an instrument. Yes, work endlessly at your craft and sing until you drive everyone around you absolutely nuts. But bigger than that, bring in the right people. Mm -hmm. Hire professionals when you need to Mm -hmm. and bring in people who really understand how music works. Because he recently recently did a song with Melissa Carter. Turned out really cool. Um, But man, does she understand what she's doing. She's like, I sent you a few different lines and... And just seeing how the two of them collaborated and knocked a song out so fast mm-hmm. was watching two absolute professionals go, hey, let's do something together. And it just worked so beautifully. Yeah. So I find it funny how fast, like the, the songs that really have potential, they come together quickly. Quickly. It's just everything yeah. kind of aligns and it, it wasn't a big yeah. deal. And then the ones that you're taking, oh, I'll see you next week. Yeah. Multiple sessions. Those aren't usually the ones you, no, you end dragging. up loving the most. Yeah. They're always yeah. dragging. Yeah. And collaboration, I don't know if you have, you know, spoke much to this on this. Collaboration is a huge yes. part of music. I have spoken about this. Yeah. It's very rare that someone just sits in their room writing songs by themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, or some people, they give up too quickly. They're like, yeah, I started writing a song and then I and got then, writer's yeah. block and now I haven't touched it in six months. Yeah. Um, well, like, and then that's where you collaborate yes. with somebody. Yeah. Bring in an, someone else. Yeah. There, there can be too many people in a room. Like I've right. been in sessions where there's like five different people and everybody's got ideas and I'm like, yeah. wow. No, that's too much. Maybe, but two or three people, yeah. you know, is a good yeah. number. And yeah. if you find somebody that you work great with, do that. Mm-hmm. Work with them just yeah. all the time, nonstop. And I, I think yeah. that that's a, a lesser mental Until somebody thing. loses interest. Yeah, yeah. Because so many times you look yeah. at, you know, how many times certain producers work with people over and over and over again. And you go, man, they are just making magic over there. Yeah. And I think that it's really interesting to see Billie Eilish and mm-hmm. her brother, mm-hmm. who is her producer, just knock it out of the park continuously. Yeah. I think it's so cool to give producers that sort of accreditation like she does her brother. I think that's awesome to see. So. Yeah. 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 When something works. Works. It works. It works. Yeah. And it's beautiful And it takes a long time to find those kinds of people. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But I think that. Like Raymond uh, Jones. So, yeah, I worked with him for like two years. A lot of stuff. And it's great. You know, we just get in a room. And And it just works. And it goes. And it works. And, um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's rare and it's hard to find. And yeah. so, like you said, you come to somewhere like LA yes. because you have to shuffle through a lot of different people, collaborators yeah. to yeah. find the matches. And that's and another so thing that, that should be, takes time. that should definitely be said is mm-hmm. what I have a few actually. Uh, one of the perks of living in LA is there's a lot of people out here doing the things that you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. There's yes. a lot of, yeah. uh, there's a lot of producers. There's a lot of composers there's a lot of musicians and a lot of people look at that as a bad thing that's literally a whole network of people you can work with now right it's not, not your just, competition yeah, it's not They're competition your, your that's somebody you want to work with mm-hmm. get in there and do that and learn from them yeah. and do those things but also if you collaborate with somebody and it doesn't go great no hard feelings no hard feelings 
don't burn the bridge. Mm -hmm. Just no hard feelings. This didn't work great. Let me try with somebody else Mm -hmm. and see how it is. And just figure out if, you know, it's a little trial and error. Yeah. Figuring out doing music stuff. It's not, if you were perfect at it the first time, you would be really annoying is what I have to say. Nobody's perfect (laughs) at it the first time. You have to get out there and try and you have to fail. And that goes for acting too. I mean, how many auditions do so many people go on before they book anything ever? Mm. So it, it is just, you know, putting yourself out there and you get not a thick skin, but you get really good at not seeing no as just rejection. I love that line. <laughs> ah, I was like, did everyone hear that? <laughs> that was a great line. Because that's a big one for, yeah. you know, I think for actors. Because usually yeah. I, I go, do you have any notes? Mm-hmm. I'm always asking does anybody have any notes? Do you, yeah. How was that? Do you have anything to say? What did you think? Yeah. And so it's yeah. it's Asking an opportunity. Yes. Instead it's an opportunity to grow by, from mm-hmm. why you didn't book that, from why that song didn't totally yeah. work, from why that show didn't go so great. Mm-hmm. Well, what was mm-hmm. different about that one from other ones? Or what do I need to fix in my system, in my process to make it better next yeah. time? So that's a big one. I'm a big systems person. I don't know if you've ever read Atomic Habits. Mm-mm. Ugh. Man, it's but, not a, yeah, it's, it's, he's all about building systems. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, I want to get better at piano. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, going, well, I want to get better at piano. All right, I'm going to go do something else. It's instead building a system of every morning when I get my coffee, I go and sit at the piano for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Even if it's 10 minutes, Even right? if it's 10 minutes. Yeah. But then it's, it starts That's how being I learned. built into your system mm-hmm. of, well, I have coffee. I should sit at the piano. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do next, you know, and I do that every morning with my reading. I grab a cup of coffee and I read usually 30 minutes every morning. And so that's a system for me. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy. It's satisfying when I do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's a good thing. So building systems and not just like long-term endless goals, Mm -hmm. because how many times have you gone this year, I'm going to blank. Yes. And then you say happy new year to everybody and you're like, damn, I did not do that. Right. Yeah. 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 Way too often. Yeah. yeah. So instead of having these like long-term goals that just feel infinite because mm-hmm. there's no consequences ever, mm-hmm. making it a little bit more immediate of, I want to do this every day. Yeah. That's, I want to finish really this important. this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to learn this song by the end of the week, even if it's not a hard song, just, you know, give okay. yourself a, a finite goal. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a really big difference. Nice. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for sharing all this. Like, you've given some, some yeah. really good nuggets. Yeah. And if yeah. you're not doing your affirmations every morning, get into it. Okay. Or do you do your affirmations? Are I you do. Enough? I have I'm a little a um, post-it on my mirror, Ooh, bathroom mirror. I like that. It's called New Self. Mm. Paloma 2.0. I love that. Yeah. We're all different versions <laughs> all the time, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I think that doing the affirmations and having really positive self-talk and not just letting it be talk. Mm-hmm. If, believing it. Believing it. And when, if you go, I want to be a famous musician, here's an opportunity to do some hard work and write a song. I don't want that. No. Mm-hmm. You got to actually, when opportunity yeah. presents itself, don't just be talk, actually take the action. I think yeah. that's a huge thing. So many people say they want something. And then when it comes, there's a joke from friends of, uh, I'm going to be lead in a show. This is what I've wanted my whole life. Why wasn't I preparing for this? Yeah, prepare yourself mentally for what you actually want to be doing. Yeah. Like, actually prepare mm-hmm. for being the lead in a show, for yeah. getting that job, for doing those things, and 
for our people who sing and are interested in acting, mm-hmm. highly recommend voiceover work. Get into it. Pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mixing the two. Mixing the two. Mm-hmm. Because I have done a lot of radio commercials mm-hmm. that are great gigs. And I think that people who sing have a really great control of their voice mm-hmm. and are overqualified. A shoe in for yeah. voiceover totally stuff. Totally yeah, qualified I agree. Yeah. for doing VO work. So yeah. I always recommend if you're not... If your agent mm-hmm. doesn't rep you for VO, mm-hmm. find one that does. So, cool. Well, anything else you want to add before we wrap? Stay classy, my friends. <laughs> stay classy, Los <laughs> yeah, Angeles. Yeah, stay classy. <laughs> it can't. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that it's not that it's going to be easy, but it is certainly worth it. And if it were easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, and, you know, there's a reason it's difficult and there's a reason it's so freaking rewarding. I wouldn't yes. change what I do for anything, would you? No. I love what I do. Yeah, And too. I don't know a ton of people who get to say that every day. Mm-hmm. So I feel very blessed. Amen. And I'm happy to be here with you, my friend. Yeah, me too. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks thank for coming you. and being on the show. No problem. Yeah, thanks for the good nuggets. Yeah, of yeah, course. That's good advice. Thanks. Um, well, cool. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time on The Right Track. We're going to post Ayla's links below so you can follow her, and we'll see you for the next show on The Right Track. Uh